Well, it is wonderful to see everybody here this evening in the room. Uh, welcome to everybody who is online with us this evening. And okay, so be honest, who wants to say good morning right now? Right? Feels a little strange. And who slept in this morning? Yeah, good for you all. Well, let's go ahead and stand, and uh, as, as normal, let's get ready to just sing to our king.
said good morning. Good evening, everybody. It is good to see you. Thank you for uh, working with us this week and uh, coming out tonight instead of coming uh, this morning. I have a question. How many of you were up here at the Women's Boutique, either Friday or Saturday? How many of you were here? You know, that Women's Boutique, it was, I, it, it always amazes me, all the the, the, the the stuff that's in there and the way that it all sells and the amount of money that our ladies raise for missions, it's amazing. But one thing about that women's boutique around here is that not only is it a great way for our ladies to raise a lot of money for missions, but it's a way for us to kick off the entire holiday season. It kind of kicks it all off for us, everything. I know we're a few weeks out till Thanksgiving, but it felt like the holidays in here. It felt like Christmas in here. And hopefully all of you who are here got that spirit of the, the holiday, holiday season. Um, I think it's important that we remind ourselves every year, but this year I want, or want us to remind ourselves of the significance of the season or even the attitude we need to have this season. This is a season when we need to have the attitude of gratitude. We need to have gratitude for all the blessings of God in our lives. Thanksgiving's approaching, and I challenge you to do this every year. I probably will again on a Sunday morning. But this is a time of year when I believe it's important we all take time and we sit down and we just begin to write out. We begin to list all the things we're thankful for. Big things and little things. Let's begin to thank God for all of his blessings in our lives. Blessings in our lives, not our complaints, not our, not our griping, not our things we whine about, but list the many blessings. And when we list those blessings in our lives, it brightens, it changes our attitude, and it changes our perspective. Thanksgiving is the great attitude uh, changer. We also need to have a gratitude for the coming Messiah. This is a time here when we celebrate with anticipation the coming of Christ, the birth of Christ, Emmanuel, God with us, God one of us, breaking into history and becoming a human being. I love the, the scripture in Philippians 2 where it says he considered equality with God something not to be grasped, but he took on the very nature of a servant, becoming human and becoming obedient even unto death. And we need to have gratitude for what lies ahead because we know that Christ has had come once. We know that he's gone to heaven to prepare a place for us. And we need to have an attitude of thanksgiving because we know that Jesus is coming again. This is certainly not as good as it gets, but we have an entire eternity um, in store for us. So let's concentrate on those things this year. Let's also remind ourselves what Thanksgiving and Christmas are not about. Christmas and Thanksgiving are not about stress. Let's be honest. How many of you around the Thanksgiving and Christmas time every year, how many of you does it bring extra stress into your life? That's not what it's about. It's not about stress. It's not about gifts and spending money. That has nothing to do with Thanksgiving. It has nothing to do with the real meaning of Christmas. It's not about endless activities. 
I started this last week. I'm starting to say no to things that are just extra that I don't think are important and are things that I don't need to be involved with. Maybe for some of you, you need to do the same thing. You need to learn to say no. This holiday season, it's not even about perfect meals. It's not about decorations. We spend way too much time emphasizing the unimportant during this time of the year. In fact, I want to give you permission to do something today. You can do this, and if people get around you get mad, you can tell them, well, Pastor Bob gave me permission to do this, so pfft, I'm doing it. It's okay. I'm giving you the permission this year not to do those things that just cause stress in your life. You don't have to do all of the, all the stuff that we associate with Christmas. You don't have to decorate every room in your house. You don't have to buy extravagant gifts for your family. You don't have to have the perfect dinner. You don't have to make homemade pies. They have good ones at Costco. Just pick it up there. <laughs> you don't have to do all that stuff. So as I've been thinking about this this week, I just want to read this scripture, and we'll wrap up with this. Colossians chapter 3, verses 15 to 17. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him, to God the Father. Tonight, as we enter into this very special time, this holy time of the year, let's make a commitment. Let's make a commitment to celebrate with thanks to God and make this a season where we possess an attitude of gratitude. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for this very, very special time of year. And I pray, Lord, like the old song says, that you will help us to count our blessings, naming them one by one. Help us to be grateful for all that you have done for us, all that you have blessed us with. And Lord, might we celebrate your coming and your coming again with great joy and anticipation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, as we continue in worship, let's go ahead and stand. And I know you guys are not sitting in your normal seats. So take an opportunity real quick just to say good evening to somebody.
You know, like Pastor Bob said, the holidays are around and they're coming around and Thanksgiving is really close and so is Christmas and oh, lo and behold, I do have a Christmas bag here, Pastor Bob, and I am, it does, it is going to contain some presents in it, so forget what he said, we're going to talk about presents. Um, so what I first want to share with you is this year, we, North Park family, are going to have two opportunities to bless people with love and hope for Christmas. This year, we're going to be able to bless locally and bless globally um, those that have a difficult time during the holiday season. So that's what I'm here to share with you. First, we have our local um, outreach that we're going to do, which we're going to work with the Fresno Community Hospital or Community Hospital Regional Center in downtown Fresno. And we're going to be working with the pediatric ward and the pediatric intensive care unit. And there are families that spend the holidays in the hospital during that time. And last year, one of our very own youth, Kennedy Ginger, um, spent those holiday days fighting for her life in uh, the Fresno in the hospital downtown. And we wanted to work with other families and be able to show them love and care and support. So we're going to do care Christmas bags for them for Christmas. Isn't that exciting? We're going to get to go. Yeah. So we're, we're going to ask you, uh, there's going to be a list in the bulletin and on the website. There's going to be a list there of things that we want to fill these bags up with. You don't have to fill a bag. You just can bring the items. You can be one item. You can bring a couple items. You can bring cash that will help us purchase some things or get gift cards. And we're going to fill them up. And then the week of Christmas, 
we're going to go deliver these to the families and their children in the hospital down um, in downtown Fresno. So that's going to be our local outreach that we're going to be doing. And then globally, we actually support two missionaries that are in Colombia, and that is Mark and Jean Devine. And this year, globally, they're going to do something that is absolutely amazing, but they are going to go and share Christmas meals in the prison in Colombia with 9,600 inmates. Yeah, that is a lot. And so we have an opportunity, and if you decide that this is the outreach you'd rather help with, then you can just give some cash for that and put prison outreach, and we're going to do one big check, and we'll send that to them to help them serve love and hope, you know, just those meals that just show an extra an extra offering to them in the prison during the holiday season. So those are our two outreaches that we're going to be doing for Christmas, if you are wondering what we're doing. And they kick off today, so we're going to start collecting all of uh, the money or the items and everything this month in the month of November. How does that sound? Pretty good? Yeah, I think so too. Um, and in every bag, actually, I forgot to say this, in every bag that goes to the kids and families down at the downtown hospital, they're going to get a book that will tell them about Jesus and the birth of Jesus and why we celebrate Christmas. So that'll be a gift from North Park to them. All right. Now, we have kids in the room here. And if you are sixth grade or under, I want to invite you up because I'm actually going to talk to you guys and do a lesson with you guys. You guys can come on up here and sit right here. And I'm going to bring over my props over here. Just sit down there on the ground. We're going to do a little, you know, a little teaching here. I love it. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Who wants to be my vine? Oh, yeah. Pick me. Pick me. All right. Let's see what we got here. How's that? All right. Okay, you guys. So, Pastor Bob, Pastor Bob, uh, Pastor Bob, if you guys heard what he said, we're kicking off the holidays. And so, the holidays means Thanksgiving, and of course, it means Christmas. Did you have a question? Oh, okay. Um, anyway, we're kicking off the holidays, and this is what happens in kids' churches. You'll start saying something, and they'll start asking questions before you even know, before they even know what you're saying. Okay, so holidays are right around the corner. How many of you get totally excited about the holidays? Yeah, me too, right? The decorations, the presents, the cookies, the parties, all of that stuff, right? That's, uh, yeah, it's like so cool when Christmas comes around. But how many of you feel a little stressed out when your parents are stressed out or when they're asking you to do all these different things or your teachers give you more assignments. Yeah. How many of you feel like, oh, no, the holidays are coming. I'm so afraid of the holidays. Yeah. Sometimes we have some fear about the holidays. And it brings us fear when mom and dad are just like, this is such a crazy time. Even when you have to go visit your relatives and you have to be nice to your cousin Buster, who's not very nice to you, right? And you're like, okay, I'll be nice to him. Yeah. So, so Christmas time or the holidays, Thanksgiving, is a time where we have to go do a lot of different things. But they're actually meant for us to enjoy. I'm going to ask you a question. 
do the holidays make you have a little fear? Do you ever have some fear about being in the holidays? Yeah. Can somebody tell me what the word fear means? What does the word fear mean, Lila? Perfect. Being afraid. Being afraid. That's what fear means. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you another question. How many of you actually know what a homograph is? Hmm. I'll tell you. Oh, that's good. You guys are good. That's not it. Okay, so a homograph is this. It is a word. We're going to educate everybody here. It is a word that is spelled the same, but it has two different meanings. Okay, a homograph. That's a homograph. Okay, so here's what we do. Here's an example of a homograph. Listen, boys, you got it? So here's an example of a homograph. A homograph is like the word present. Okay, present can mean like, oh, the gifts you get at Christmas and your birthday party, right, present. But it could also mean present, like I'm standing right here right now, right? Spelled the same way, spelled the same way, but it has two different meanings. How about this one, bat? Right, I'm gonna hit the baseball, exactly, baseball bat. Or the bat that flies around at night. Same spelling, different word. Fear is the same kind of word. It's a homograph. Fear can mean what Lila said, which means to be afraid and to be scared. That's one of the definitions of fear. But I went to the Bible, and I looked up what fear means in the Bible, and it told me, and it said that I should fear God. What? I'm supposed to be afraid of God? No, I am not supposed to be afraid of God. There's no way. That is not what I'm talking about. That is not what he's talking about. It's another homograph. The word fear in the Bible means we're supposed to be in awe of God. So we're supposed to think, this is what he wants us to believe. When we read that we're supposed to fear him, we're supposed to go, whoa, God is so awesome. He's amazing. That is what that kind of fear is. So fear, F-E-A-R, has two different meanings. And so I want to talk about God fear and how to not be afraid of him. Because I don't know about you guys, but when I was your age, I was afraid of God. Because I thought that every time I made a mistake or every time I sinned or every time I didn't do something right, which was a lot of times, that God was going to punish me. And he was, I was just waiting to get punished. And then I learned really, really big time that that is not at all who God is. God is not waiting to slap your hand or punish you. He's not waiting to do that. He loves you guys more than anything. And he doesn't want us to ever be afraid of him. He wants us to know how much he loves you and he wants us to love him back, if not that much and more. That's who the God is. And so living in fear of God is actually good. Living in fear of God is actually good. Because when we live in fear of God, we're living in awe. Can you guys do that? Awe. 
Right. So that's what it means when we say to have fear for God. So here's the deal. In Psalms 147, listen to this. It says, no, the Lord's delight is in those who fear him. Those who put their hope in his unfailing love. Wait, wait. So he says, the Lord's delight is in those who fear him. Those who are in awe of him. Who are reverent to him. Who respect him. Who admire him. Who look up to him. That's what he says he wants and he delights in that. And then he says he wants us to put all of our hope and our faith and our unfailing love in him. You guys, he doesn't want us to live in fear and be afraid. He wants us to look at all the amazing things he's done. And certainly, Christmas, he does not want us to be stressed out and be fearful of what's coming up. He actually wants us to be excited. If we love God and we are excited about what Christmas means, it should be one of the best times ever, and we should be really over-the-top excited, right? Yes, we should be over the top excited because you guys, this is an incredible holiday. Is this not an incredible holiday? This is the most amazing holiday. And here's why. Listen, it says in Psalms 86, 11 through 12, it says this, teach me your ways, O Lord, that, that they may live according to your truth. That's us, that we live according to his truth. And we live by purity of heart so that we can honor him. We can honor God. With all of our heart, I will praise you, O Lord. I will give you all the glory forever and ever. See, God is all-powerful, and God is all-knowing, and God is everything in this world. And he says, fear me, but he wants you to be an awesome, he wants you to know how awesome he is and have him. But God said, in the Bible, it says that I am God, but I am three in one. We've heard him say that before. I'm God. I am three in one. Well, what does that mean? He says, oh, Scarlet, what? God, the Father. God, the Son, right? Is God the Son next? And then what was the third one? Holy Spirit. So see, God says, I am the maker and the creator of all but I come to you as your father, as Jesus the son, and as the Holy Spirit who lives in you. He's three in one for us, and he wants us to believe. Now, you guys, is this pretty awesome? Yeah, yeah this is really amazing, right? This, you guys, is the awesomeness of God. This is one of the things. This is the most awesomeness of God. But the other reason we celebrate Christmas is because he sent his son, right? He sent his son to come down to the earth. And when he came down to the earth, a couple of things happened. People were able to see Jesus and all of his miracles and all the things, and he walked on the earth, right? And others wrote about it. So we get to read those stories in the Bible, right? Yeah, we're reading those stories in the Bible. The other thing that happened when Jesus sent his son, Jesus was sent here, and we celebrate his birth on which day? Christmas. Christmas. So Jesus was sent here, born in a stable. He was sent here. He was born, and then he was born and sent here to do something else for us. What was he born and sent here to do? Scarlet. 
was born and sent here to die on the cross for us and to pay for our sins. That's right. See, what happens is when we try to do life or when we try to do the holidays, Christmas, without God, and we just try to be ourselves and we're just in the world, and here's us just going about it. We don't need God. We're just celebrating Christmas no meaning, no purpose. I just get presents. I just get to decorate. I just, oh, and we just get to be in the world. This is the world down here. All the craziness, the good things, the not so good things. And we're in it, and we're in it, and we come out. We're a wet, wet, wet washed up rag. We are filled with the world, and we have no purpose. Christmas means nothing. It's just another day. It's actually just another birthday party that you've gone to, no big deal, right? But what happens when we ask God to be with us? When we say, God, I want to be a light for you. I want to be with you, and I want to be in you, and I want to shine for you. Will you help me as I go through life, as I go through these holidays, will you help me be all that I can be for you, all that I can be to the world to be a bright, shining light for you. See, and when we have Jesus, he protects us and he keeps us because he loves us, you guys. That is the awesomeness of God. That right there is the awesomeness of God. God is over all the world. He's over everybody. He created everything, right? Yes, he did. And he said, I want you to know when you celebrate Christmas, when you celebrate the birth of Jesus, the reason I want you to be in fear of me and in awe of me is because this is no this is no birth that just took place. This is something substantial. See, God is our heavenly father. He came because he loved you that much. He's also the son who came to save us. He's the son of God. And we have the Holy Spirit. Oh, I was supposed to do that. <laughs> Let's try this again. Oh, God the Father, God the Son. Oh, my goodness. Hold on here. There we go, and God the Holy Spirit, Woo! You guys, that is how awesome he is. Okay, woo, that's what happens, you know what? Sometimes stuff happens, you say, God, I need your help again, just help me. That is how awesome God is, you guys, that the Holy Spirit is sent to live in us and to guide us. He wants us to do these holidays, this Christmas season, on purpose, with him, because if we don't, if we are just a washed up rag in the world and let the world just soak in, then it's just another day. But when we ask God to protect us and keep us, he does amazing things and that is the awesomeness of what Christmas means. The last verse I wanna share with you is this, it's in Jeremiah 10, seven. It says, who would not fear, O king of nations? I wouldn't, I mean, goodness, goodness, the title belongs to you alone among all the wise people of the earth and in all the kingdoms of the world. You guys, there is no one, 
not anyone else. Like who? Like God, absolutely. There's only one God, and that God is who sent who? And we celebrate who? Jesus. He sent Jesus, and is that why we celebrate Christmas? Amen. All right, so let's give Jesus a hand and celebrate his birthday. Woo! Okay, you guys can head back to your class. Thank you so much to your seats. There you go. Woo! Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Well, I never know what Candy's going to do, but that was pretty cool. Let's all, let's all stand as uh, we continue in, in our worship this, this evening.
Hey everyone, it's a lot of up and down today, so hopefully your legs aren't tired. Um, my name is Justin, I'm the youth pastor here, really excited to see all you guys, and excited for what we're doing here for this holiday season. I haven't seen this done before, and I love it, where, you know, we've got the holiday boutique to kick things off, and we got the service to help us get in the right mind, because as everyone's been saying, and as everyone knows, we all come into the holidays at different places in life, and it can just be a little crazy, right? And I love these holidays, I love all that's going on, I... A lot of fond memories for me with Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, my dad had eight brothers and sisters that pretty much all lived in the same town growing up. So tons of cousins, filling up fellowship halls, all that. It was a great time. A lot of memories there. And this might sound weird, but one of my favorite memories is the fact that my family were all a bunch of dirty cheaters. So we would play... <laughs> oh, so you guys too. Okay. Um, so we would play this game Knockout every Thanksgiving and Christmas. And if you don't know what Knockout is, basically you get in a line, you got two basketballs, you try and shoot your shot before the other person. And if you do, get out, line, kind of, it's fun. Um, <laughs> can't describe it well, it's a lot of rules. But anyway, my family with their whole like dirty cheater thing is they had no mercy on anybody for that. If your ball hits the rim, doesn't make it in and flies towards them, they just knock it away. And um, so me and my little like six-year-old legs, I'd be running across the court trying to get it. And it's, you know, my dad most of the time who would do that to me. Trying to make it back, get my shot, not get out. Didn't work out very well. Got worse as I was older. I think he was taking it easy on me at first because then he stopped like hitting it and he would just drop his ball wherever it was at. He'd run to my ball and then throw it across the court and then I'd have to run and get it anyway. So it's nice. He's getting a little slower and so payback's coming soon. It's great. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, you know, a lot of memories and a lot of fond memories with these holidays, right? And growing up with all this and all this excitement, it's weird. I actually didn't get the point of Christmas. Like, I, I know that Jesus was born and that's a big deal, but I didn't really, I don't know, it didn't quite make sense to me. Like, Thanksgiving is great. You've got it in the name, giving thanks, and you focus on that. New Year's is a great time to celebrate new beginnings and new starts. Christmas, well, I mean, Easter, Easter covers Jesus' death and resurrection, which that's, it seemed like all the big stuff to me when I was growing up. Christmas is just about a baby being born which sounds weird, I've got a baby being born in January, and I promise I'm way more excited than that makes me sound. But <laughs> the idea for it is, you know, it's just a baby, right? Like, that's cool, it's awesome, God coming down to earth, but why is it on the same level as Jesus' death and resurrection, the whole reason we have a faith? And it took me a long time to figure out, it's about hope. It's about knowing God's promises coming true. And that's, that's really the idea, and that's what I'm wanting to kind of continue on with what Candy talked about here. Um, but one thing that I really like about Jesus' birth is I like reading reactions to it in the Bible. I think they've got some cool perspectives. So verse that I wanted to focus in on tonight is in Romans 5, 6. We see this guy named Paul is being guided by God to write this letter. And in it, he says at one point, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. A lot of cool depth to that phrase, that sentence there. But I just want to focus on that one bit, which is Christ came at just the right time. And I think sometimes we forget what it was like before Jesus arrived on earth. We forget some of the context there. So just kind of some Old Testament history that I'll brush through quickly. But uh, ancient Israel, so Jesus' people, God's chosen nation, they were in a pretty bad spot. They had gone through these cycles quite a while, and it was just getting worse and worse, where they were practicing all this injustice. They were oppressing the poor. They were worshiping idols. They were doing all these things, and God sent them warnings through these prophets of, hey, you got to clean up your act, because if you don't, I've got to take care of this. I can't just sit by and watch forever. I've got to do something. 
And he knew, and I really find this cool, that he knew what their response would be. He knew whether they would turn and follow him or not. He knew the answer was not. And so with that, with every prophet, I love it where every time there's all this, people have a hard time reading these because they see a lot of judgment from God in there, but every time there's also this hope. He talks about bringing them a Messiah. He says, if you don't turn from your ways, I'm going to have to answer it. It's going to be really, really bad. There's going to be a lot of destruction, a lot of hard stuff. But even with that, don't give up hope because when that happens, know that I'm going to bring you a savior. I'm going to bring you a Messiah. He's going to renew creation. He's going to make forgiveness of sins. He's going to bring us back, restoring our relationship. He's going to do all these things, right? And so they're promised all this big stuff. And as the story plays out, they didn't turn from their ways. God had to answer that. And they faced all this devastation. They faced exile. They got kicked out of their land and they lived in a foreign land with foreign rules, foreign kings, foreign gods. And they actually became slaves over there. And so they were doing the oppressing and then they were being oppressed. And so they, as they reflected, they saw all this and they knew they hadn't done right, but they knew they could still hope in God and what he was doing. They knew that whatever they had done, God was still gonna do what he promised, which is bring that Messiah, bring that savior. And so they waited for that and they waited and they waited and they waited. They waited 400 years. That was about the time between exile and Jesus' birth for this to happen. But then after that 400 years passed, one day there was this baby that was born wrapped in swaddling cloth and lying in a manger. And it's God keeping his promise. Despite all they'd gone through, despite all they'd suffered, despite all that time, God kept his promise to his people there. And Candy, she shared this awesome message on the two kinds of fear, which is, you know, being scared and then also awe. And this, this hope idea is just the next step of that journey. We can go from awe to hope. See, we start out scared. We start out afraid of what's going on in life. The world can seem overwhelming. You know, school can feel like it's falling apart or work. Home can be tough. Whatever's going on, we start scared and overwhelmed, right? But then when we turn our eyes and when we can see God, we can have this clear view of what he's doing and who he is. We can have this awe of him, right? Like God is so good. God is great. He's providing. He's doing all these things. And it can bring us to this awe of God that we can see he's taking care of us even in the storms of life. And then from that awe grows this sense of hope. You know, if God is so faithful, if he's so good, then I know he will take care of me, right? That's the next step on that journey. We're seeing who God is, and so then we know what he's gonna do because he's always faithful. He's always true to himself. He's always keeping his promises. And for us, sorry, to back up for a second here, we see that with Israel, right? They had just been exiled. They were afraid. It was really easy to just stay in that fear, but they kept, when they returned, they kept this awe for God. They kept remembering who God was, and they kept that hope. And God answered that. He didn't leave them forever. He brought that Messiah to them, right? That hope came true. It was realized. God came through. And for us, you know, we're all, again, we're at different places in this holiday season. It's, it can be crazy for all of us with a lot of stuff going on. Maybe we're feeling overwhelmed by life, and it's just feeling heavy. Or maybe the news is scaring us. You know, that there's a lot of scary stuff on the news or on social media. Social media is really good at that one. Um, and so as Candy talked about, we, can, we start out scared, right? But how can we get to that right fear? How can we get to that awe of God and seeing him for how he really is? Maybe, though, we're at that step 
maybe we're at the awe part here. And so with this being a journey, how can we take that next step? How can we go further, go from awe and go into hope? You know, like if we're seeing God's promises, if we're thinking, man, God is really good, he's really cool, he's awesome, he's doing good stuff. Thinking about it, maybe what's one thing that, just as an example of application, what's one thing we're holding on to that we can give to God? Maybe we're really stressed about our grades. Maybe we're really stressed about our work. Maybe we're stressed about home, something like that. And rather than letting that stress sit with us and stay on our shoulders where it doesn't really belong, how can we release that burden to God and just have hope in his faithfulness, right, him coming through? Obviously, we still got our responsibilities, right? It's not like we can just pass it all off to God and sit and do nothing. So what I'm meaning here is, again, that stress that we carry with us in life, when we have that awe and that grows in that hope, how can we release that stress to God and let him take care of it? Just be, you know, I'm doing the best I can. I know God's going to take care of everything because that's just what he says he's going to do. I'm just going to do my best. He'll take care of everything else. I love how these holidays work because it kind of works with this. You know, we start out scared. There's a lot of stuff that's overwhelming, especially thinking about the holidays and all the preparation going on for that. We start out scared, right? And then we got Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the first holiday on this whole thing. I love it. I am one who doesn't put the Christmas tree up until after Thanksgiving because I just, I want to focus on it, right? Like, this is Thanksgiving season. This is not Christmas season. Um, <laughs> if you guys want to put up your tree, if you guys want to put up your tree, totally fine. Christmas is a lot of joy. It's a lot of fun memories. Like, power to you. I'm just, this is how I roll. But Thanksgiving is that first bit, right? Like, we got all this stress. We got all this stuff going on. And we got this entire holiday of just thanking God for what he's done and focusing on that gives us a sense of awe. Like, okay, I'm really stressed out, but you know what? I've seen God provide in this way this year. I've seen him do this thing this year, and it's awesome, and it helps us get that awe, that clear picture of God. Then the next step is hope, right? We got Christmas. We got this entire holiday wrapped around this story that God will answer and keep his promises, even if it seems impossible, even if it's taken forever, even if it's been all these different things going on. Like, he will still come through, right? So we got that awe, and we can move to hope. And then we got New Year's, which is celebrating all the new things, new habits that we can do to grow in that, to grow in that hope. You know, we got all these stresses and things that we're holding on to, and we can say, all right, I'm, I'm going to trust God with that more. And it's a journey. You know, we go back and forth on this all the time. It's how it is. But we can just keep growing in that, right? We can keep growing in that hope. We can keep growing in that awe and just knowing that God will take care of it. And so as we're entering this holiday season and just a lot of stuff to think about. Just wanted to leave you guys with that. You know, Candy, she talks about that two kinds of fear, right? Being scared and then moving to awe. And we want to have that awe, that clear picture of God. But we don't want to stop there. Knowing who God is, it's not really a fun fact. It's supposed to change who we are, right? And so how can we move from that awe to this hope? You know, knowing that God will take care of us and acting in that way. So just want to leave you guys with that thought as we're getting into this holiday season of how can we go from being scared to being in awe now can we go from awe to being in hope? If you guys would just bow your heads with me, we'll go ahead and pray, and then the band will come up and do their next thing. And actually, while you guys are there, go ahead and keep your, eyes, your heads down and your eyes closed. I just want to do this real quick. If you're here and you haven't followed Jesus before, life can be overwhelming, but you don't have to be scared. God is here for you. He loves you. He's inviting you into relationship with him. And you don't have to be alone in life. Jesus is wanting to bring you hope. He simply says, follow him and he will take care of us. So if you're wanting that tonight, if you're wanting someone to pray over you, or if you're wanting to start that journey with God, go ahead and raise your hand right now, and we'll just pray that together here. 
Okay, awesome. God, thank you so much for this message of hope that we have every year to remember. Thank you for how, you know, we don't have to have it all figured out in one day and have it all pieced together. You bring us on a journey and we just take it with you step by step. It's just step by step with you. So Lord, as we're entering this holiday season, wherever we're entering it from, whether it's a lot of joy and excitement, whether it's not, it's really heavy, whatever is going on. Lord, help us to remember that journey and remember where you're wanting to bring us. You wanna bring us to awe to see you clearly. You wanna bring us to hope, to trust you, to know that you've got it covered. We just do our part and you got the rest. So Lord, help us to remember that this holiday season and to feel excited for what you're doing with that reminder. Pray this in your name, amen. Would you stand as we close with this final song this evening? No pen or quill, no scribe in perfect skill. With flawless words could capture all you are. No lofty thought, no scholar of this world. Could grasp an inch of such infinity. Though we cannot comprehend such a mystery, just a glimpse of you within is compelling us to see. 
that tonight was a blessing to you all. I know it was for me. And just doing something out of the ordinary sometimes, you know, gets us out of that, that funk. And speaking of that, as we can see up on the screens, let's see, I'm going to point right here. Ah, yep, there we go. Right there, if you click on that QR code, you can pre-order your pizza for the dinner tonight at Mountain Mike's right down the street. So go ahead, get your phones out. One of the few times we're going to tell you to get your phones out during service. Go ahead, click on that, and we'll see you in a, in a few minutes, uh, about 6.30 over at Mountain Mike's.